0: All right, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, Breadcrumbs. This is Ashley, aka Ash Kitten, and um, we are on the journey to self love. And the first part about that is getting to know ourselves. And how are we doing that? We are asking ourselves questions. Um, we're just like really digging in, trying to figure out what we're all about. So, um, the, on the journey to self love, we're getting to know ourselves. And it's, um, it's imperative that you really know what you stand for and who you are and why you are who you are and what makes you tick. And you learn things about yourself, it's pretty interesting. Like, I learned a lot of things um, connect to my childhood. Some of the things, quirks that I have connect to my childhood. And I'm that way because of it. But without asking myself these questions and really digging in, you really don't know that much about yourself. So sometimes strangers can know more about you. Or even like your loved ones, your spouse or whoever you're with can actually know more about you than you know about yourself. Because sometimes those people pay more attention to things that you do than you do yourself. So we're going to ask ourselves these questions. Ask yourself these questions. I'm going to go through these questions. Try to get through them all. We're going to probably end up with like part eight. But you don't have to listen to them all just listen to the ones you want to listen to, and, um, this is, like, part four already, so it's gonna be a while, um, the last question was amazing, the one about being cryogenically frozen and what I would, um, ask my first question that I would ask 100 years from now if I was cryogenically frozen, I think that was one of the most awesome questions I've ever asked myself, and, um, you can get these questions from um, slash questions dash two dash get dash two dash no dash someone. And the someone we are trying to get to know is ourselves. Um, so the cryogenically frozen one was like my favorite though of all time question. Like if I'm seriously going to ask someone that question to get to know them, I'm going to just. I'm going to ask everyone that question. Like, I want to know everyone's answer. Um, Next question is, what are some small things that make your day better? Um, When I see love, light, and positivity being expressed from other people to other people, making other people happy. Um, Puns. That is my weakness. I love puns. makes my day a million times better when I hear a pun. I can't even tell you. Like, you just don't even know. I love puns. Um, Let's see. And I'm not going to make one here. Insert pun. I'm not going to do that. Um, Who's your go-to band or artist when you can't decide on something to listen to? Green Day. um, Panic at the Disco. um, Like, 90s Alternative is my go-to. So, like, any of the bands from the 90s. But Green Day, just because they have so many great songs. And it's, like, all different types of emotions, too. Like, you know, you could be in a sad kind of mood, like a little, little mopey mood, and you could listen to, like, Wake Me Up When September Ends. You could be, like, in that mood where you're just, like, you know, like, <laughs> like everything is just, ah. Uh, and you, that's, like, um, the, the one about America. Like, you just, there's, like, all different kinds of feelings and emotions for those songs, so, like, I like their diversity, I guess. So we're gonna get right into the questions, um, let me bring them up, because they're not up on my phone, okay, now they're up, um, the last question was the cryogenically frozen one, and I think that's an amazing question in itself, because it's just a great conversation starter, and I probably would just love it if somebody came up to me and asked me that question out of nowhere as a conversation starter as opposed to like hi what's your name or like you know um what what's your sign like stuff like that like it's just kind of old and played out but if you came up to me and asked me literally what I would do 100 years from now if I was cryogenically frozen what I would ask as my first question of being woken up like I would, I would thank them for, like, just provoking my brain to think. Like, thought-provoking questions and thought-provoking things, that's just... I love intelligent conversation. I thrive on it. So um, when I can have an intelligent conversation with somebody and they just start out, like, they just start out with a thought-provoking question, like, it's on. Like, I definitely am interested. We'll probably get your number and... Um, It's it's just, you know, that's the way I am. I'm more into, like, intellectual um, people, I guess, than anything else. So starting with the next question, what are small things that make your day better? Um, Literally anything my kids do, I mean, they could just, like, have a blank stare on their face eating cereal, and I'd be like, oh, my God, they're so cute. Oh, look at them. So anything my kids do I'm so proud of them they're just amazing in every way and um they all have amazing singing voices anytime my kids sing to me it just melts my heart and uh, my daughter is an all-county chorus my older daughter and um just they they just all have their own special amazing way of just brightening my day um even if they do nothing (laughs) Um, I also like things like sunrises and sunsets, um, all those, those are, you know, all the little things to me. I appreciate everything of beauty and even things that are not beautiful. I appreciate them because I have something to compare to the beauty, you know, like it's, I'm just always trying to be appreciative of things and even bad things make my day better. Like I know that sounds weird, but I could be, like, like, my car won't start, and I'll be, like, my car didn't start. Maybe I'm being saved from a horrible accident, and I just start, like, going down that train of thought, and I'm, like, man, I must have, you know, must be really important for God to save me from a terrible accident, and um, not all the time am I always that appreciative. Like, I'm not going to say that's 100% consistent all the time. Um, I lost my keys yesterday. I still can't find them today. I'm stressing about it. Um, but, you know, there are worse things that could happen in the world. So I'm trying not to focus on it. But it did stress me out. And I'm not, I can't think of too many positive things to go on, on that. But hopefully I find them. I'm going to do my podcast and look for them again. I felt like taking a break, so that's what I'm doing while I'm taking my break. Um, Who's your go-to band or artist when you can't decide on something to listen to? That's going to be Green Day, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance, Evanescence, Linkin Park. Um, Those are all bands that I listen to without even, like, thinking. Um, Lately, though, I've been listening to Lindsey Sterling because um, she's a violinist, and she's um, actually paired with a lot of um, other great artists. Um, I even think that she did something with Evanescence, but just, I've been listening to a lot of her stuff and it's so uplifting and some of it's just music, but it's uplifting. And then, um, some of it has words and lyrics to it, like Shatter Me. I love that song. Um, so lately that's been my go-to, but typically if I can't think of anything I want to listen to, I listen to Green Day, Linkin Park. Um, Evanescence, just like anything 90s alternative or like from that era. Um, and Panic the Disco is still popular now. They've like got a song on, on the radio like right now. So um, they've just stood the, t- the test of time. Um, and they have a song for all different kinds of feelings. Same as Green Day. You could listen to them when you're sad. They've got some sad songs and you got some upbeat songs. You got some screw the world songs. Like they're just, you know, that punk rock. um yeah and so those are my go-tos whenever I just can't think of anything it's like the auto like I just put them in there and then later on I think of something else I want to listen to um let's see what shows are you into so I'm gonna tell you um Doctor Who, Once Upon a Time, Black Mirror, Um, Altered Carbon, Dark Matter, um, those are just, like, really great shows. Anything to do with space, anything to do with time travel. Doctor Who is my favorite, ultimate favorite show because they figured out the formula for how to get a character played by a different actor, um, as time goes on because you have to replace the actors, um, you can't keep the same actor in an, in a show for, you know, years and years. And this show has been going on since the 60s. So they've stood the test of time. And because they created this formula where you already know it's put, written into the, like, entire... It's integrated into the plot. You know that there is going to be another person playing the doctor because he regenerates he has the same soul but his body changes so you know that it's going to happen and it's not like this uh, like last minute surprise like oh you had plastic surgery jack like no you know that this person is going to change you actually look forward to it as part of the excitement of it is like who's going to play the doctor next and but you still get into the character and you still get into the show without breaking that believable barrier and um they they withstood the test of time because of that um the um other show that has mastered that uh formula or saw, seen that for, formula and adapted it for themselves is Altered Carbon and they um also do that as well different actors can play the same person um because a person is in their stack which is like their consciousness uploaded to like a a, not a microchip because it's actually kind of like large it's like a um their consciousness uploaded into a device that can um be plugged into any human body so bodies are just called sleeves on that show and it's, just, it's really cool and I want to see where they go with it um I haven't seen too many episodes but I, I like that they used that formula and they were smart um to use that formula because I honestly hate when a show ends uh, Once Upon a Time ended I'm kind of sad but they ended on a high note I really liked it um I love that show because it integrates my childhood and all the Disney characters that I love um with being like real real life human and then like you know not only being real but like having backstories to explain things like when I was younger I had all these questions like although I loved you know all the Disney movies and shows I still was like why is Jiminy Cricket a cricket? why is he talking if he's a cricket like I just had all these questions and like literally once upon a time answers almost all of them or they just like give you a whole different spin or backstory or take than you learned but it also like makes sense and it's cool and you learn why characters are the way they are and it just brings them to like a realism and you kind of feel like you've known them all your life so, like, you're just getting to know more about them. Instead of, like, a new characters just being thrown at you. You're actually, like, happy to learn about them. Because you're like, oh my god, Little Mermaid is my favorite. And then you, like, learn more about her and stuff. Although they did, didn't do a very good job with Ariel. But a lot of the other characters. My favorite was Rumpelstiltskin. He made that show. Him and Regina, like, they made that show. And then of course Snow White is my like third favorite and then, you know, the rest of them are great. Um they just have some great actors in that show. Um and let's see. Um Black Mirror because it's amazing in the fact that it <laughs> it's like Twilight Zone, but a modern version of Twilight Zone and they Use technology to reflect how dark humanity is. So, like, that is what Black Mirror is about. They're standalone episodes. Every episode is different. Don't watch the first one. Um, I recommend not watching the first one first because it'll kind of scare you away from the others. Because I will tell you right now, spoiler alert: if you're ever gonna watch Black Mirror or you have haven't seen it. Um, the first episode is the Prime Minister in England has to have intercourse with a pig. Like, literally, an oink, oink, pig, like pig. Um, and so, it gets, like, weird. And he really does it like, on camera. It's weird. But, um, it's because he's being blackmailed or his daughter's being held ransom and, like, a princess as being held ransom and like he's trying to figure out ways around it and then the guy is like sending his daughter's finger in the mail and like okay I have to do this or she's gonna die you know so like and then there's like a whole political statement behind it sorry I had a little bit of an interruption so I was talking about Black Mirror um it is a really great show I recommend watching it I like shows that like really mess with my head because I'm a writer and I can usually guess plots and stuff so um and although in Once Upon a Time I did guess a lot of the plot it still was really intriguing to get to know like the backstories on a lot of um you know a lot of the characters that I love since childhood and it did have some twists that I didn't see coming so that was kind of nice but Black Mirror I literally couldn't guess any of it I was like this show is messing with my mind and I love it um I just like when, when something is not predictable, I hate predicting. Like I watched, it's funny because I've watched like certain movies where everyone's like, oh my God, I never saw this coming. I'm like, I did. And especially movies with like a killer. Like I already know who the killer is. Like it's, there's a formula they use. It's don't show the killer, but like a couple minutes at a time, like, and Um, let them be somebody inconspicuous like the janitor or somebody's friend and really just like not somebody that you'd remember or think about like just not a memorable character in not creepy and not weird and then um, then throughout the entire movie focus on people who are creepy and weird that are suspects then kill them off and then so then people know that that's not them and it's just it's a formula that they follow and it's nice everything like a lot of people like it but I just I get bored with it like I already know who's what and where and it just usually just doesn't have a great plot and I'm kind of just like bored um so when I can guess a plot typically um I just get bored of the show and I don't really watch it um or, like, if I feel like they're just, like, making it up as they go along and it's weird. It just gets weird. Like, um, some shows it works for. Like, I watched a show recently for, I was like called um, Insatiable. And it was all over the place, but it was entertaining. I think the actors kept it entertaining. And um, it, that plot was just really all over the place, though. Like, really all over the place. And I don't know, I felt like a bunch of monkeys were t- typing up the script, like it was that all over the place. Um, but uh, those are the shows that I enjoy the most watching Is the ones that um either have to do time travel, um, space travel, um, with something that is just really like bend your mind, um, and make you think thought provoking um things that are really deep. I haven't seen 13 Reasons Why. Um I'll give you 13 reasons why just kidding I won't. But um they're it's like trending and everybody's watching it and stuff, but I heard the premise and it just doesn't sound all that interesting to me. But I'll probably end up watching it one day when I'm bored and I'm like I have nothing to watch cuz I'm in a show hole and um, uh, I'm watching Dark Matter which is a really cool show and I'm getting really into it definitely because space travel I love space anything to do with space travel but these six people wake up on a ship and they have no memory of who they are who each other is like they have no memories they just wake up and they're like who are you who am I what is going on on a ship so like it's really cool like seeing you know how what they did with that and um it even inspired me to write something along those lines with the same premise but not the same story plot or anything like that. With the same, like, waking up and having no memories. So, I thought that was cool. Um, let's see. Um, I think that's about it right now. Like, the shows that I just, like, mainly focus on. Um, but I, I'm i always up for anything new that has to do, you know, with something that has to do with space or time travel or magic or you know something that's just a little bit out there and not like the normal show like I don't watch normal shows I don't like like keeping up with the Kardashians and stuff like that like I just make kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit watching those shows okay I know it's like an addiction for some people. Like, my sister has to watch every episode of The Kardashians. that she has to, like, watch all these reality shows. My mom is, like, obsessed with Bachelor. And matter of fact, I went over there to watch it with her one time. And I was like, I can't. I just can't. Like, I can't finish this with you, Mom. I'm sorry. I was, like, making fun of all the characters and all the people. It's so staged. It's just it's like wrestling, it's definitely fake, <laughs> um, so those are the shows that I'm into, uh, what TV channel doesn't exist but really should, the magic channel, there should be a show with, like, the carbonara effect, magic for humans, um, illusionists, I want to make it big, kind of like, um, America's Got Talent, but, like, with illusionists and magicians, um, any show that has magic in it, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, just anything that has, like, an element of magic in it should just be on this one channel called the Magic Channel. And that channel literally has everything to do with magic, anything and everything to do with magic, even, like, teaching magic tricks and, the, like, little ones, not the big ones, because, you know, that's how people make a living. But, like, just, you know, um, really, um... Anything to do with magic. Anything. Um. What age do you wish that you could permanently be? Um. I want to grow old. Sorry. There's no age I wish I could permanently be. When, um, people are, like, obsessed with not getting wrinkles or not growing old, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you know, this is, this, I made it this far. Like, yay me. Um. I think about it like this there are people who are in their 20s or eight you know teens or even younger even children who are dying of cancer and will never make it to the age to get a wrinkle and they they dream of it they dream of growing old and getting gray hair it's something it's like something that they desperately wish could happen so like I don't take those things for granted and I never complain about my humanity um, I'm a human Why are we trying to change ourselves to be immortal or, you know, like, it doesn't make any sense. There's a place after earth and it's heaven and I want to make it there. I don't want to be on earth forever. Are you kidding me? There's like murderers and people dying and there's suffering and sickness and sadness. When I can, you know, affect as many people as I can on this earth and spread love, light, and positivity. But when my time is done, my time is done. And I'm going to a place that has no sadness and no murderers and no suffering. I'm pretty good with that. So, I don't want to be aged permanently. Ever. Mm. Um, Let's see, what's the next one? Who has impressed you most of what they've accomplished? My sister middle sister she's four years younger than me i'm the oldest of three girls and um my middle sister she's amazing she's the epitome of just do it like the nike commercials should sponsor her because she is the just do it girl like she just does it she makes no excuses ever i've never heard her making an excuse she was in Like, she was in a position where she had to change um, job careers or whatever just because, like, the shelf life of what she was doing just doesn't last long. She was, like, a model and there's all these different things going on and, you know, doesn't have a very long shelf life. So, um, she was like, what do I want to do? She set out to do it, she literally just walked into a place, she wasn't like, oh, what steps do I need to take to get to the end result of being, getting that job, like, the licensing that you need, and the college classes that you need, and all that, no, she just walked into a place that's hiring for that position, literally said, if you don't hire me, someone else will, and I'll be your competition, um, I am going to be the hardest worker that you've ever seen in this field, i I'm going to be the top of the top. I'm going to make a name for myself and it would be a mistake not to hire me. And she just like went in there and just did it. And they hired her and they paid for her licensing. Never have I ever seen that before in my life. Like she literally just went on there, went in there. And other people had far more credentials than she did to get that job. And she impressed them so much. It was just the way her just, like, can do, I'm gonna do this. Like, you may not hire me, but someone else will. And boy, you will be sorry that they did, that you passed this up. Because I am going to make a name for myself. And I'm going to be an asset to whatever company I work for. And she just, like, pretty much just did it. And yeah, they hired her. And, um, it's pretty, like, freaking amazing. Um... She's always motivated me she's my motivator and um we you know we get along like we're very close but at the same time we come from two different or we come from the same household same mom same dad and everything but we live in two different worlds she lives in a very like luxury world where her friends like and her like they go on yachts on the weekends and where um you know like all the designer brands and stuff and have like you know expensive purses and crap like that and um i don't I shop at goodwill and i'm not ashamed <laughs> um and so like just you know we're two different people but the fact that we're sisters bonds us together and we have a closeness still and it's kind of cool cuz If we weren't sisters, we we would never be in each other's lives. Just because we don't have the same circle of friends or anything. Like, we don't have the same lifestyle whatsoever. Um, So, um, next is... um, What TV show or movie do you refuse to watch? American Horror Story. Just because... I don't like scary stuff. Everybody's saying it's like great. I'm not into it. So I don't like scary stuff. Um, What would be your ideal way to spend the weekend? Um, On the beach or having an adventure. Doing something like a scavenger hunt all weekend or geocaching. Something cool. Um, What would be your ideal way to spend the weekend, I just said that, sorry rewind (laughs) what is something that is considered a luxury but you don't think you could live without I think that's easy, it's my phone Um, it's considered a luxury sometimes I um, go without it sometimes to like make myself not have it because there are times if you know that your phone is put up and off or on charger or whatever like far away from you and you're reaching for that ghost phone next to you because, like, you just have that automatic reaction to reach for your phone. You have a problem. When I notice myself doing that, I I fast from my phone, like, two or three days at a time. I'm like, nope, don't need that in my life because it's just weird. Like, I don't want to be, like, a slave to my phone. It's weird. So I, I fast from it. But... Abstaining from it doesn't mean that um, I can do it forever so like two or three days like max that I go I can't do it forever. It's my connect. I'm plugged into the Plugged into the matrix. I'm sorry guys Like this is my way of communicating with you guys This is my way of communicating with my friends family everybody in my life So I have to have it. It's um it's Important that I have it Um, Let's see what else is next um, What is your claim to fame? Uh, I don't want to be famous But if I was well-known for something, it would be helping people or my art or my writing or all of that um, or being a life coach. So um, that would be cool. What's something that you like to do the old-fashioned way? Dating. Definitely dating. Um, It's something that I don't understand in this day and age, how, like, people just, like, get on tinder and meet the same day and then hook up and then like i can't i can't grasp that and like relate. there's very few relation actual relationships nowadays because of the uh, convenience of just hooking up for people so like i i just i can't wrap my head around it um i get really annoyed with the way things are now, in the dating world, like I'm gonna go on a rant real quick because I this needs to be said, okay, and I'm gonna keep it PG because I'm sure like my kids listen sometimes. So, dudes out there in the world, if a girl does not ask for a picture of your, your you know, private area, your no no spot, <laughs> I don't know what to hell PG like your privates okay if a girl does not ask for that or a woman does not ask for that don't send it like what possesses guys to do that it's not just like one or two like lots of guys do that like where does it is there like a written code somewhere that guys are reading that like hi how are you how are you doing is secret girl code for uh i want to see your willy I don't understand that. and uh, Like, it's not just me. Other girls, too, feel the same way. When I'm talking to some of my friends and they're looking at their phone and then all of a sudden I see them make like a, like, oh, my God, no. Or like, oh, Jesus, seriously? I'm like, oh, yeah, you got one of those. And it's it's like we just know. And then we, like, show each other because we're not, like, we're not, it's not something that we want to, you know, we want to laugh about it. Like, we're like seriously, can you believe this person did this? Because we don't keep it to ourselves. We, like, share with everybody. And, um, and if you're weird like me, you also take those pictures and Photoshop them into even funnier things that you send your friends, like made them into um, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, um, Shrek. Like, I've done all kinds of funny things to them. Because, like, why? 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 Don't do that. We feel the same way about you sending a picture of that as we do our cat bringing us a dead mouse. Like, yeah, we know you're proud of it, but I don't want to see that. Take it away, please. Like, no. And like literally it's just not something that we like and it makes it turns me off completely like I'll be talking to somebody like oh this person's really cool and then I'll be talking to them and then I get one of those and like seriously thought you were nice now I gotta like delete you off out of my life because it's just weird I don't subscribe to that and like girls are made a certain way we're like if we ask for it, we know you're going to give it to us. We know if we ask for a picture, you're going to send it to us. So, like, just wait till we ask. Okay? I personally am not going to ask. But there are girls out there who will probably ask. But that's because they want it. But, like, don't send it randomly. Why? It's not like we're just going to be like, oh, my goodness. This is, like, husband material. I'm going to marry this man. No. doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter if you think you're, like, the best ever. I'm trying to be PG here. Like, no, we don't care. Like, That's not the most important thing to us, guys. Like, I'm sure if we sent, you know, random pics, y'all would be like, yes, we aren't like that. So I just want to like throw that out there because that didn't happen when I was in the dating scene when I was younger because there was no cell phones. That just wasn't a thing. And now it's a thing. And I'm like, I just want to completely like get out of the dating world. I want to hide under a rock. Because at least until this maybe, hopefully this phase passes and there's like some kind of turn in technology where just like, you don't have that happening anymore. I don't know, but I just, I just want to say that. Please don't send pictures of your junk to girls randomly, okay? Because it's just it's not fun for you either and like girls will tell you what you want to hear like oh it's so great and like use descriptive words and stuff like that but really they're copy pasting it sending it to all their friends in group chat and girls are just ripping the crap out of your stuff they are they are talking about size shape they're talking about everything and it doesn't matter how good you think it is it can be ripped on okay and um so just don't do it. I promise you that you'll end up in a good relationship if you don't do that. Never have I met any girl that's like, oh man, I just knew that the second that he sent me that picture that we had to be together, it's just like no, they don't do that. Or like couples who are together now. you could ask girl like how did you meet and you know never once do they say like oh he sent me a picture and it was we had I like had to date him no that's not how it works so if you want to be single forever do that but um you're and grow like grow like me I'm nice tell you what you want to hear like well actually first of all I don't respond to those but like some guys are really persistent like what do you think 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 think?" and I'm just like okay whatever it's nice um but I like wish that you could actually see my face when I get those because like they're awful all right rant over I'm sorry I will go on to another but I just (laughs) I just had to say that had to had to be real with you guys for a minute because it just it bothers me So I'm old-fashioned. I like doing things the old-fashioned way, but most girls don't like that crap anyway. But I'm very old-fashioned. Like I like courting. I like gestures of affection. Um, I don't even kiss on the first date, so that is me. Um, I waited with my husband until I was married to even, like, you know, have intercourse. So it's just old-fashioned. That's the way I am. Um, Favorite genre of book or movie, anything to do with space, anything to do with a dystopian future, um, anything to do with time travel, um, those are, like, my top. And then I also love um, books about, like, serial killers or murder mysteries. Um, Those are also on the top. Um, Motivational books as well, so, like, how to better yourself, how to be a better human being, um learning. I love learning. So any kind of book really, I just love books. So I can't really put it in a category, just books. Okay. Fiction, nonfiction, science fiction, all of it. All of it. It's just all great. Even children's books. I adore children's books. When I read them to my children. I'm like, this is great. Books are just great. Um, how often do you people watch if People watching were an Olympic sport, which was one of my other questions, I think. Um, that would be what I would win the Olympic medal for. I, people watch 24-7. I watch, like, people watching is, like, watching people and learning human behavior, or watching human behavior. If it counts, I watch myself. Like, I observe myself and my own behavior 24-7. But then also, like, friends, family. And then when I'm in public um with a friend or even by myself but usually with a friend we people watch and we people watch uh people like and try to guess what their life is like like if a, if like a guy is sitting with a girl we're like oh that guy is definitely cheating on his wife with that girl or they're on a first date oh look at them and just you could just I don't know we make up like their life sometimes we get you know the guts up enough to ask them if it's true never anything like really truly embarrassing I don't like embarrassing people so I'm not going to be like are you cheating on your wife with this girl because we guessed that but um like there are some that we have guessed um you know are you a cop or you know things like that things that they can reveal without being like embarrassing and sometimes we were spot on so I'm kind of proud about my people observing abilities um so people watching is a thing for me it would actually be a really really fun date to me I think so um next question what have you only recently formed an opinion about school I don't like school the institution of school. I think it's like a prison, Um, not anti-education. And say that, I think education is very important. The way that they do it in school. School hasn't changed since school began with the little bell and the classes being about nonsense. Yes, people should learn to read and write. That's not what I'm saying. But the schools that my children go to now, they go to school, they memorize a bunch of crap, and then they have to spew it out on a test. And then they have to forget it because there's no room to learn the others. The next stuff that they have to learn, is they're just like weekly, like binging, purging, binging, purging, binging, purging. And um, it's like, you know, they are anorexic, literally, or bulimic, actually, educationally bulimic, because they're binging on education, and then purging it, and then binging and purging, and they're they're not ever learning anything. Like, when I, it's sad, because same thing, like, when I was in school, like, I learned a bunch of crap, and I'm one of those people that just, like, r- some of it really did sink in, like, I still remember Pythagorean's theorem, a squared plus b squared, c squared, like, hypotenuse, right triangles, stuff like that, but, like, I, I don't know why, I just hold on to information long-term, but most people don't, and some of the stuff I still forgot, like, I don't remember certain wars when they were, and, you know, stuff like that, and, like, had to memorize all this stuff for the test. I don't remember. I remember I I've probably only retained about, to be honest, about 30% of that. Maybe. So like maybe a little bit more. But typically most people didn't retain that. So like it's just um it's just pointless. School is pointless. When I graduated, it was like um literally don't know how to adult. So That is something that they never taught us. Sorry, I got interrupted for a second. But, um, school is just, it's the way that they designed it. It's terrible. Like, I feel like kids are smart enough to know at a young age what they want to be when they grow up. And I feel like we should nurture that. And if a kid wants to be an astronaut, then we should get them, you know, learning how to be an astronaut. And, like you know, there can be some, like, contingency things, like, if they decide that that's something they don't want to do, but, like, most kids really know what they want to be, and chances are, like, what you wanted to be when you were younger, you have a passion about still. You have something that draws you to that, so, like, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world if, when you were a kid, someone would have led you in that direction. Um, I just feel like, school is just so mundane and monotonous and there's no point when you come out of it feeling like you don't know anything and um I haven't had to use Pythagorean's theorem in my adult life at all ever um there are some jobs that will require that like engineering and stuff like that but then like you know teach those kids that want to be an engineer you know, like, why do we have these certain things that we've got to learn that we don't use if we go on different job paths? You know, like, we should be learning what it, what job paths that we want to go on. We should be learning those skills and techniques. Yes, everyone should learn to read and write, though. Um, Those are, like, the basics. I mean, like, you know, elementary school, I think, is very, um... I think, I think with elementary school, that is still okay. Like, I think up until a certain age, um, the learning is good. Like, the ABCs and, you know, learning how to write. Um, I think that cursive should come back to the schools because, like, people should learn how to sign their name. Because you're telling me that they don't teach cursive anymore and now kids don't even know how to sign their name. Signature, like, that's just weird to me. Um, but, yeah, they took it out of most schools like cursive is not a thing anymore um and just in general, a lot of things that they learn past I want to say fifth grade is just like once you get in middle school, you're just learning much crap that you don't need to know, and even some in elementary school, but um, I think that there should be a new way of doing school, and so um and I'm not anti education, like I said, I'm very for education, just purposed for purposed education, education with a purpose. And even virtual school, is just pointless. Let's learn the same crap they do in public school. Like I feel like kids should be able to explore and learn, like on their on their level with their own types of curiosities. You've got kids that are curious about bugs teach them about bugs maybe they want to be an anthropologist or um you know if that's the right word for that i think it is um you know if there's ki- there's kids that want to learn about uh um, medicine or you know they want to be doctors teach them that like you can start a child to be a doctor at a young age you don't have to go through 8 years of college you know you can use the high school years as that then we'd have younger doctors knowing what the crap they're doing um at a younger age and, um, just because they've been groomed all their life to be a doctor. That's what they want to be, you know? And I understand sometimes, like, my my eight-year-old wants to be a Power Ranger. So, like, that wouldn't exactly fit. But, like, he's probably going to be something that has to do with, like, you know, def- def- fighting for justice, you know? Like, he's probably going to be a cop or something, you know? Or, like joining the military. But I I know that most people, their passion when they're a child is just something that is like a seed that's born into them. And they're really excited about it. And then school happens. And then they lose their sense of wonder. They lose their sense of excitement. And then they get a job like, I wanted to be an astronaut. If someone would have put me through like, training as a child to be an astronaut, I'd be an astronaut right now, because that would just be amazing, I love space, and I'm passionate about it, um, I have a lot of passions, which is fortunate, and I go in lots of different directions, but I would still be happy as a cucumber, like, if I was right now an astronaut, being able to explore space, um, it would take me on a different life path, but some people just need to be on a different life path, and, you know, I'm sure that people who, most people who are working their jobs right now, aren't happy with the job that they're working because it doesn't line up with their passion. So, school in general, and the way that it's set up anyway, is more like a prison than an educational place. It's a prison institution, and um, instead of an educational institution. It's not a a place where you learn, um, you know, it's not a place where you even learn how to adult. I had to learn how to balance a checkbook after school. I had to learn how to live life after school. I got thrown into this sick, sad world trying to figure it out, thinking that, like, school, yeah, school prepared me. No, it didn't. And um, not everybody goes to college. and Not everybody can afford college. So it's that alone, like, you know, they're saying get get this education and they're preparing you for college which really is not too much different from you know high school and stuff and the fact that you're learning a bunch of stuff that you really don't need to know Like you have to take classes that are mandatory that you're never going to use and um although it's got a little bit better of a um way of doing things like you don't have homework every night and you don't you know you do have a lot of papers that you gotta write and I, I disagree with that um, but it's just the way it's set up school in itself is just poorly set up and it's because it hasn't changed in 100 years and we need to change it everything's changed like our cars have changed in design in every way shape and form our um, our homes have changed our phones have changed like everything has changed but school you could take a picture in the 1940s of a school with a little school bell and a classroom with kids raising their hands. It looks exactly like classroom, except for there's maybe a few more, like, you know, things, like... But there's still, like, a whiteboard instead of a chalkboard. There's still um, all the seats lined up in rows. Like, that's what classrooms look like still. Why? Why is it that the good test takers make A's and the people who just can't test well they could still be like geniuses and smart and ready to you know solve the world's problems but they're discouraged because they're not doing well in school they're not being encouraged it's not a place of encouragement it's not a place that's just that's my opinion on school so I'm gonna quit ranting again because I have 15 minutes left to try to get out squeeze out some of these questions um What's the best single day on the calendar? Halloween. You thought I was going to say Christmas. Mm, no Halloween. Christmas to me, I feel like um, it's up there, but not at the top. And it's because I feel like a lot of people um, are fake on Christmas. And there's a lot of scams going on. People get scammed a lot out of money. And people get robbed. and It's just like, I don't know. It's It's kind of like... facade of a holiday like there's a front of it like oh it's all jingle bells and um, happy holidays but behind it it's like all these things that are just not right that happen and also like we celebrate it it's pagan or of pagan origin and we celebrate it as jesus's birth and just there's so many things about it that i just think are wrong but halloween halloween is what it is Nobody scams you on Halloween. Halloween is just a day where people just go and get candy. Yes, you hear the occasional, like, there's razor blades in the candy, but the parents just should go through the candy anyway. And honestly, I think that's just a bunch of hype, like, to scare people. I think that, like, somebody just puts razor blade in a candy, takes a picture of it, and, like, sends it on social media to everybody. Like, oh, this is what I found about kids' candy. Because I just don't know that many people would actually do that. But I'm sure there are people, weird people out there. I had a weird babysitter when I was younger so you know like I'm pretty sure that there's somebody out there who would do that crap and get some kind of joy out of hurting kids just be a good parent and go through your kids candy not hard um but no it is what it is like people dress up who they want to be like you're not getting scammed out of a bunch of money or people aren't stealing from you you got you know you've got your the older kids kind of go like candy snatching or whatever but just walk with your younger kids so that they don't get their candy snatched there's bad and everything but the holiday is what it is like it's not a front for anything you get your candy you dress up who you want to be you have fun you get a little spooked it's just fun um my a little bit of my dark side comes out on halloween because like usually just comes out in my writing but when I get to dress up on Halloween, I'm like a dark character, like Harley Quinn, um, or you know somebody that has a dark history. Like this past Halloween, I was Wednesday Addams, adult Wednesday Addams. It was fun. Um, so Halloween is my single most favorite day of the year. Um, what are your What are you interested in that most people haven't heard of? Um, um that's hard to say i'm interested in a lot of things so i don't know what people are really like into and stuff because i'm not like up with what's trending but um i would have to say um people haven't heard of oh so like a lot of the like mental disorders for sure oh one of the most recent ones that I've learned about is a chimera it's a person with two different sets of DNA in their body meaning that they could birth a child like a woman could birth a child and get swabbed and them say that you are not the mother of this child and then find out that there's another set of DNA within their body that has contributed to the child. And it has nothing to do with the first set of DNA. You have a different set of DNA in an organ as put in a different set of DNA in your mouth. Like two sets of DNA. It's freaking amazing. The possibilities with that are like endless. And it happens in animals too. Which is more common in animals than it is in humans. But it happens in humans. It's like freaking amazing that that could happen most people don't know what a chimera is so that's my thing that I'm interested in that most people haven't heard of um how do you relax after a hard day at work I binge watch my tv shows read a book um play on facebook go on my snapchat go on moco just say you know just like chill relax nothing really brain busting um That's it, yeah. Um, What was the best book or series that you've ever read? Too many to count. Um, I will say, like, Lois Lowry's The Giver series, like The Giver and Gathering Blue and all those. Um, Really great series. The funny thing is, I'm going to call that the best series I've ever read because it wowed me, the fact that I read the whole thing. I read all the series. Um, And when I read the first book, I loved it. That was amazing writing. I thought I love dystopian stuff, just love it. And It was my first ever dystopian novel, and it was just like, yes, this is, this is definitely gonna be like something I'm into. Um, but then it ended horribly, or I, or so I thought. So I thought um, I read it, and I was like, oh my god, this has the most horrible ending. What do you mean he just like walks out into like a white nothingness? Like, what does that even mean? Is he dreaming? I don't understand. And then. I read the second one, and I'm like, maybe this book will be end better, so I read it, and same thing, great story, great plot, great everything, and then you get to the end, and you're like, WTF to that, you series right now, has nothing to do with the first book in the first place, so how is it even part of the series, why does it end like this, are you kidding me, so then I'm like, should I chance it reading the third book, or the fourth book, should I, should I just should I, so I read them, and then I get to the very end, or I get into the last book, and I'm like, holy bajoli manolis, this is all connected, all these characters are all connected, and you actually understand the entire thing, it's almost like she just saw the end from the beginning, and she wrote these books to kind of, like, get you in, but then, like, Push you away and then get you in, push you away, and get you in, push you in, and then the last book you're like, it all makes sense. And I apologize to you, Lois Lowry, for ever doubting your genius. So best series I've ever read because it just wowed me at the end. Um, in the last book, it ties it all together and it just it's incredible and impressive. And that kind of writing is on a whole nother level than anything else. Um, Even J.K. Rowling or, you know, the uh, the books Hunger Games and stuff like that. I love those books. Nothing could ever reach that level for me. Lois Lowry is like the uh, top of the top of the top for me. Um, I I love so many different book series, though. Like, it's it's hard for me to... Mortal Instruments. um, I love that series. And uh, Shadowhunters. I didn't say earlier was a show that I watch, but it's a show that I watch, and I love it, um, let's see, so I'm gonna go with those, but anything to do with time travel, um, and it says series, so I can't tell you, there's some, like, time machine and certain other books that I just think are the greatest, but that's not a series, um, oh, Chronicles of Narnia series, like, those, that's really, really, really good, um, just all of them, all of them, um, but top of the top of Lois Lowry's, the Giver series, so, and I have seven more minutes for questions in this episode, um, what's the farthest you've ever been from home? So, I'm gonna give you, like, theoretically, and then I'm gonna give you physically. Physically, I've been to Arizona, I consider Tampa my home, because I was born there, but I lived in Arizona, Because um, my dad was military, so I lived all over. Um, I've traveled all over as well, just, like, learning about history and, um, like, civil war and stuff like that. Um, That's what I liked to do with my summers when I was younger. My grandmother would take me all over the United States and we'd learn about stuff. Instead of going to, like, water parks and stuff, which I... I had some summers that I did that, but mostly it was about learning, and I, I'd preferred that as a kid, learning and going to museums and stuff I know I was weirdo. Um, but I still liked, you know, I still liked having fun in amusement parks and water parks and stuff like that. Um, so, the, um, furthest I've ever been from home, like, is Arizona. Um, even when we lived in Florida, I traveled to Arizona, so, yeah, the Arizona, and it was, it's beautiful there. The only thing that Arizona does not have is the beach, but it's absolutely breathtaking there. I love it. Um, there's a lot of places I've been that's beautiful and wonderful, but I wouldn't live there because it just doesn't have everything that I want, Florida does, so I'm here. Um, theoretically, The end of the universe, because when I read books, I travel there as well. So, thought I'd throw that in there, but that's probably not what they meant. Um, what is the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen? I would say when people give of themselves 100% and not expect anything in return. I've seen, um especially when children do it. Like it's so heartwarming to see that. Or when um my children when they're in like when they're worshiping God, like just seeing them giving their entire heart to God. It's really awesome. Um watching my daughter pray. It's just amazing. And um when people when a child is able to befriend someone or be you know like take somebody in like befriend someone that um everybody else like makes fun of and things like that like um is getting bullied and a child stands up for the other child and it's like you know there for them even though they know that they're gonna get ridiculed and bullied too like that's heartwarming to me um anybody who spreads love light and positivity it's heartwarming to me when I see people give to a homeless person it's heartwarming to me um the sunrise is heartwarming to me there's so many things that are heartwarming to me just um, my heart is always warm maybe that's why my body's always cold though because like my my heart absorbs all the heat and then like doesn't let my body get the rest of it i don't know i'm always cold random um what is the most annoying question that people ask you how many baby dad because I have five kids so people think like multiple dads I'm like no there, there was only one dad and I was with him for 15 years so only one um I just don't like when people assume like why are you gonna ask me like how many dads why do you gotta assume that there's more than one dad like I don't know it's just weird like Maybe that's the norm nowadays. I don't know. And I'm not judging. You know, I know few people who have children with multiple people. Just, it's just, to me, like, annoying when people ask me, I guess. Cause especially if they know me, like, I've worked with them or something. Then they just, like, find out that I have kids, you know, my about my five kids and stuff. Or they've never asked me if they've never known. And then they, like, spring that question. Like, they they know my moral compass and then they're like, how many baby daddies? just annoying um yeah and this last one I'm going to end on and then I will um finish hopefully finish the next questions in the next episode um so it says what is something that you it just went away. Oh, what could you give a 40 minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Anything. Literally anything. I could talk about anything for 40 minutes. You name it. I don't even have to know about it. I won't lie about it and I won't lie about what I know, but I will talk about it for 40 minutes. Promise you that. Um, what I could talk about for 40 minutes that I have extreme knowledge on, I would have to say narcissism because I did a crap ton of research on it um and I could talk for four days on it like I could just keep talking talking and empath, um because I'm an empath and I, I wanted to learn about it so I learned about it and I could talk about that stuff for 40 minutes for sure um that's gonna be the last one because I have 20 seconds to say bye um, thank you for subscribing. If you have sp- subscribed or if you haven't, please do. And thank you for listening and joining me and, um, spread love, light, and positivity er- everywhere that you go and bye.